12 to 1 on Money FM 89.3. You're listening to Money FM 89.3, 12 to 1 with Adrian Abraham. Joining us on the line for the Australia update is ABC News journalist Jason Dacey. And it is a very special day, Jason, for Australia. Fifth consecutive World Cup after a 5-4 penalty shootout win over Peru in Doha. Tell me how you're feeling. Well, this was most unexpected. Uh, Really, the Socceroos were underdogs facing up to Peru, who made the final of the Copa America in 2019 and getting past some South American heavyweights in that competition. But they were outdone by the Socceroos, by the determination of Australia, who'd already got through that Asian playoff against United Arab Emirates 2-1 last week that we spoke about. And they'd squeaked home over 120 minutes. We had 90 minutes and extra time. It was 0-0. Then it went to the penalty shootout and Australia winning that by five goals to four, qualifying, as you mentioned, Adrian, for a fifth straight World Cup. And they'll go back to Qatar come November. It was incredible to see. I got up at four o'clock in the morning to watch it. And you can imagine this country is buzzing at the moment to make it again to the World Cup, despite everybody riding off Australia after a pretty disappointing Asian qualifying campaign, which saw them get into this position of having to go through playoffs to get to the final 32 teams in Qatar. Yeah, what an incredible result, but we have to focus on the goalkeeper because usually when we think about it, all our attention is on Matt Ryan, former Valencia and Arsenal goalkeeper. But today was a very special day for Andrew Redmayne. Now, not a lot has been, uh, you know, said about him. He's This is only his third cap for the Socceroos, but he came on just before the penalty shootout for Matt Ryan and what a performance he put on. Yeah, this was a big shock because Matt Ryan is one of our few world-class players. As you mentioned, he's played in big leagues in Europe and he's uh, leads from the front wearing the captain's armband. But with just a couple of minutes to go of extra time, we saw Andrew Redmayne coming on as substitute goalkeeper. And Graham Arnold, who's the coach of Australia, has taken a lot of criticism. He's really not done that well over the course of the Asian qualifying campaign. But this was a masterstroke because Andrew Redmayne is known as a penalty saver. So in the shootout, he saved two penalties from Peru. So there were shades of Bruce Grobelaar and Jersey Dudek from their famous Liverpool days of, uh, you know, doing some strange stuff in the uh, penalty shootout. That's what Andrew Redmayne did. It seemed to put Peru off. And uh, Australia, after missing the first kick of the shootout, we saw that. That was terrible. All our hearts sank and we thought, oh, no, we're going to go out. But Andrew Redmayne's heroics coming in as a really a relative unknown. He's not, you know, not a young keeper. He's about 33 years of age. But as you mentioned, just a three caps. He's probably our number three keeper. But masterstroke by Graham Arnold, the manager, who for all the criticisms that you could level at him, and a lot of them are justified, he got everything tactically spot on for this match, including bringing this big six-foot-four goalkeeper that's 193 centimetres on, and he was the hero. Yeah, you said it perfectly there, Jason. He reminded me of Jersey Dudek when I was watching him in that penalty shootout. Just so happy for him and the Socceroos in general. But, you know, let's go back to the fifth consecutive World Cup. It's been no easy journey to get to Qatar. What can we expect from them at the World Cup? Well, Australia's going to be in quite a tough group uh, in the World Cup in uh, 2022, just in, in a few months' time in Qatar. And actually, some familiar teams that they played against in 2018, including Denmark and France. Last time out, we drew with Denmark and lost narrowly to France. 
and the other team in the group is Tunisia. So it's a rather difficult group. There aren't a lot of high expectations, you know, that we're going to get through that group and into the knockout stages of the World Cup. But it's so big for the game here, Adrian. I can't, you know, as a former football broadcaster that many of your listeners would remember from the days of Sports Centre, this is such a big thing for the game of football in Australia. And knowing that there's rugby league, there's rugby union, there's Australian rules football. So even though a lot of kids play soccer as it's known as here it's still fighting for oxygen as a professional sport so there's a lot of money that comes from making the world cup and also a lot of exposure as well and you can be sure that a lot of fans from afl and rugby league rugby union will be jumping on the bandwagon and cheering the socceroos home it's huge and just imagine if you're in singapore i know that singapore always dreams of making it to the world cup let alone the asian cup Imagine what making a World Cup would do for the game of football in Singapore. It's a massive shot in the arm, and I'm so, so excited and quite surprised because it isn't a vintage Australian side. We don't have the Tim Cahills or the Harry Kules, the Mark Vadukas, and these names that are familiar to fans in Singapore. What a feeling, Jason. What a feeling to be heading to Doha for the World Cup in Qatar later this year. I'm sure you must be absolutely ecstatic. I just can't wait for that. But before I let you go, Jason, tell me a little bit about your weekend trip to O'Reilly's Rainforest Retreat in scenic Rim region. I mean, this has been a great week for me, Adrian. Not only the Socceroos are qualifying for the World Cup unexpectedly, but I took the family to O'Reilly's Rainforest Retreat. It's a tourist destination in the scenic rim region of Queensland, about two hours from where I am in the Lamington National Park, uh, two hours, I guess, uh, by road south of Brisbane and maybe 90 minutes from the Gold Coast. So it's it's a it's an eco-lodge. It's, there's a rainforest location. There's unique and diverse wildlife. And me, my wife, my daughter, we had some hiking. Uh, my wife really enjoyed the cooling sort of uh, air that, uh, you know, you don't see so much in Singapore. It got down to two degrees at night. And the way it's set up is fantastic uh, for kids. There are these crimson rosellas, uh, which you can feed. My daughter was there feeding them. Uh, also, you know, they tell you a lot about the history of uh, O'Reilly's. And it's just there on the border. And the views are spectacular. I guess the closest thing I could say in Southeast Asia would be like, uh, Genting Highlands, but there there are so many things to do there. You can even camp there if you want. There are villas, and um, just just the hikes that we did were so memorable. And the, the other thing that I really enjoyed was a bit like McRitchie, we have the the, the treetop walk as well. So any listener out there who uh, may be, be coming down to uh, Queensland and Australia could really check this out. And the thing we did on the way home, Adrian, which my daughter really enjoyed, was going to the alpaca farm the montview alpaca farm which is also associated with o'reilly's and can you imagine leading an alpaca around giving them some food so it was a lovely weekend away uh, and as i mentioned uh, the weather here has been pretty chilly so i think it's wonderful to go to nature if you can and enjoy some of the great views of uh, southeast queensland yeah you topped off that amazing weekend with an even better feeling uh, which is Australia making it to their fifth consecutive World Cup. And we'll see them in Qatar. Jason, always a pleasure speaking with you. Uh, thank you so much for that Australia update. And we'll catch up with you soon. Thanks very much, Adrian. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.